Welcome to the One Night Your Podcast. Welcome to the One Night Your Podcast. Share, share, share. Hit like. And also, once again, there you go, Stan. There you go, Stan. You, you don't know how to work your phone, Stan. No, you don't. We go through this every, every Sunday. <laughs> no, no, no. Mike, crack your mic. Every, is it not, am I lying? Is it like every Sunday? Every, Every Sunday. Sunday. What do I say? What do I say when I walk in? You say, mute your phones, mute your phone. It, it, it was me. It came on his own. It, it came on his own. I'm a little happy. It has a, has anyway, a mind of his own. And um, thank you for joining. We appreciate our viewership. All right, all right, all right. Fun show with you. Check in. Let us know where you're from. If you in Check this into development. If you live anywhere in the city, that is where you're from. If you live out of the state, you want to know where you're from. City and check, city and check, city and check, city and check. Give us all that. Yes. Except for your social security. You got people watching. Happy Sunday, Cam. See you. East Lake Tennis, you is watching. Our internship, she said, good afternoon, everyone. Hey, okay. We here, we here. Share the show, share the show. All right, Mike, let's go. Go work. Go. So once again, greetings all. Welcome to the One Night Your Podcast. Uh, we are excited to be with you all again. We appreciate our viewership, right, guys? Yes, absolutely, all absolutely. Right. Gotta let them know we appreciate y'all. So uh, we're gonna start off our normal. I'm gonna go on to my week. Money Mike's gonna go on to his week and then stand the man. We'll do his and then we'll get into our guests. So as you know, as I always say, nothing changes. My week was busy and blessed. Uh, Monday, I attended a virtual seeker meeting stand. <laughs> Um, our intern joined as well, yes. and um, she was able to introduce herself and you know say who she was. So that was good, and it was good to be with with the Seeker family and yes, you know, yes, yes. the great organizing that they're doing around public housing, trying to keep public housing public. Absolutely, right? absolutely. Um, as I noted last week, the Social Justice Committee, me and the Community Board eight, we had our meeting on Wednesday. I did say Monday because Mondays is our normal. I was I checked it out. I was in there a little bit. Okay. I saw a little bit of okay. it. Mm -hmm. So we um we had that meeting, it was great. Um and um we usually meet on the fourth Monday. So it was a little tricky to so I kind of remembered Monday, but it was actually Wednesday. But the flyer, of course, was right. I just said the wrong date, but I shared it out right. 
Um, we had guest speakers, as I said, um, that co-authored a research paper that was titled Concentrated Incarceration in the Public Housing to Prison Pipeline in New York City Neighborhoods. And then the next time we bring them back for part two, which will be this month on October 24th, we're going to bring some people in from the policy team mm-hmm. with them. So it's going to be, we want a lot of public housing residents in that meeting. I'll be talking to you all about it up to that, you know, up to that next Sunday, right before, I guess that's right. the 23rd. We need y'all to be in that room to help steer the conversation, to say what y'all want regarding policy. You, you know what I'm saying? So, and then we hopefully some elected officials or people could really look into it right. and we could really get some things done. Um, the Homicides of Coalition, which I'm a co-founder uh, of, we are prepping for our monthly meeting, which will be meeting on Wednesdays, the first Wednesday every month with the exception when Build the Block has their quarterly meeting, we'll move to that first Monday of the month. But, um, and we're also gearing up for our uh, Entrepreneurship and Empowerment Expo, which one night you will be featured there. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and some other, you know, phenomenal people. So I'll keep you all posted. Kim's going to have a table. Okay. Kim okay. Will be table in. Give us some. Kim will be tabling. Yeah. So with that said, money night, shooting it to you. Smooth money night. Smooth. Well, like I always say, <laughs> and like Stan just said, you know, I had, I would just smooth my week with the smooth. And, um, well, besides the time that I had to take this thousand pound table. Wow. Well, How heavy was it? Yeah, it's like a thousand pounds. It's the wow. table that, because, you know, the school on a um, podcast as well, you know, we're still building studios and schools. Excellent, but, um, excellent. They needed uh, one of these tables and it was extremely heavy. And the sad part is that it couldn't even... It, and it couldn't even fit inside the um staircase. Wow. So we had to take it back. Well, wow. Bring it back and bring it back down some stairs. I mean, it took it up the stairs first, took it down the stairs, had it on a dolly. Remind you, it's heavy on the dolly. So imagine carrying it and just slide it because it would mess up the table. Right. I had to pick it up. Oh, my wow. God. That's rough, man. I can't imagine. Thank God I gained the muscles. Sorry. I gained the, I gained the muscles. Okay. But besides me, let's hurry up and get to you, Stan, what you've been doing this week. All right. Well, this week was um, frustrating for me. Um, I'm working with um, a Ravenswood resident uh, who filed a letter of complaint. For anyone watching the show, um, I see on the board of Just Fix, and we're able to do a letter of complaint. So if you're having issues in your apartment, there's no need to suffer without holding the night you're accountable. You can file a letter of complaint. Uh, we send these letters to the highest levels of NYCHA, you know, all the way up to the, the chairman. And um, and a new a new CEO, um, she gets a letter as well as elected officials. So it's a way to really hold NYCHA accountable. And I'm urging anyone watching the show to um, reach out to us so we can file a letter for you. But the one in Ravenswood, this lady um, did a letter of complaint. I'm not going to mention her name because she's going to come on the show. And um, after a letter w- was done, all the ele- everybody started jumping around, and she's supposed to be moved out of her house because her house has led. Uh, we went down to the manager's office and the, the staff member there actually said the lead is not an emergency. You know, so I'm like, lead's not an emergency. How is that? How is that possible? There's no coordination. The manager office does, does not know um, anything about the move out. Um, it's a whole bunch of other people involved in it. And ultimately, nothing is getting done. You know, so now I'm in the position we probably got to go back down here again. Um, this week and really push it, but it's amazing the lack of respect. Um, I don't think it's against the law for an advocate 
to work with a, a resident, you know, they told me I had to sit, stay outside. Uh-huh. You know, I'm only there to hear what they said, right. you know, to hold them accountable. You know, so when you take the resident and put them to the side, uh-huh. there's nobody hearing that conversation, but that resident and, and, and that person, the staff person. Right. So it's harder to hold them accountable, you know? So these are the tactics that they're using, you know, but again, she's supposed to be moving out. Uh-huh. And, and the move out day was supposed to be Friday. We go there on a Wednesday and the management office doesn't even know anything about it. Um, it's unconscionable, you know, so we got to pick up this fight again uh, next next week. And um, it's just what residents go through. And I, I tell any resident and all residents, I don't know. I mean, it's just frustrating. The, the amount of frustration that you that, that you deal with, it's tough to deal with the repair issue, but then to go down to the office and get treated like that. I had another lady call from the Bronx, same thing. She has a a, 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 a whole thing happening in her house, uh, a leak. Called the manager office, and I'm hearing the rudeness. And this leak is happening right now. And um, the manager just stepped out. This one, this uh, the plumbing ain't available. It's just, it's just too much, you know. So I just say to all night residents, keep your head up. I know it's frustrating uh, dealing with management and dealing with the systemic. lack of respect and systemic racism. You know, the lack of a guard. It's just over the top, you know. So just keep your head up. Keep the fight going. Don't become discouraged because that's kind of what they want you to do, so that you won't complain. And you sit there and suffer in silence. So again, file a letter complaint, get involved. We can help you do all those things. Let's start taking night to the court. Okay. HP access individual and group. Yeah, and we're gonna have access to lawyers. We're gonna have access to yeah, we're gonna have some lawyers who we're just fixed. So we will be able to assist you for real, right. you know, to really hold your hand through that process to hold them accountable because you know it's not, it's just not acceptable. It's totally not acceptable. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks, Stan, for all of those updates. And um, we're gonna Segue into our guest. I'm allow her to introduce herself, but she does hail from the Windy City, Chicago. Chicago. We have Chicago in the house. Chi-town. All right. So, can you introduce yourself to our viewership, and then we're gonna shoot some questions to you and dialogue, and you know, ride this one night your hour. Hello. Hi. Yes. How are y'all? I'm, I'm like so excited to be on. You guys are like so inspirational in the work that you're doing and with NYCHA. Um, I'm Shauna, Showtime Shauna. I'm actually from Houston, okay. Texas, um, but I, I've been living in Chicago for about five years now. Um, union organizer, tenant organizer to the highest degree. Um, this work is, is, is not for the faint. It's, it's no. definitely, you got to have tough skin. Mm. Um, founder of East Lake Tenants Union, also a union organizer for East Lake Tenants Union. Um, just fighting to preserve what's left of public housing and um, organize and take over subsidized housing here in Chicago, government subsidized, because pretty much all of the projects have kind of been demolished. There's a few left. Um, So we just have a whole bunch of scattered sites. So just a whole bunch of HUD-based tenants placed in these horrible buildings under terrible management. so really just being a, not only a voice, but some some muscle for the people to mm-hmm. organize and, and take their buildings back. Wow. Well, give us wow. Some yeah. Give yeah. Us some I need you for your work. So you segued into a question I was going to ask you. I'm glad you mentioned it. Um, the East East Lake Tenants Union. So it's founded by you? Totally solely yes. founded by you? Well, myself, I founded it with other members. Um, it, huh, I'm sorry. Is it co-founded or? No, founded by me, but like other members. Okay. 
and um so i used to live in an east lake building so i'm still i'm still a um i'm now i'm a voucher holder but mm -hmm. i live in an east lake building up until this year actually mm -hmm. um and from the minute i moved in issues 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 and i never was um never was in public housing or subsidized housing so i didn't know that this was the norm mm. and it was like the first day i moved in it was something and my personality i i always like i feel like i you know i'm very like outspoken like i always stand up for myself so i'm like okay i'm not having this right. and at that time i didn't know anything about organizing i was just like listen i'm just standing up for for what's right like so i didn't know until I got educated, like out housing, organizing, whatever. But it was one battle with heat, mm -hmm. which led to another battle, which led to another battle. And then in 2021, uh, well, 2020 actually started talking to more residents like, yo, you know, this, there's a lot going on in our building. We already have a sense of community. Why don't we just get together, organize, have a union, you know, build out, like, let's, let's get, because we got a lot of issues, let's fix it. Right. And then in 2021, April, we had a grocery giveaway. We gave away groceries, um, toiletries, and stuff like that. Money, we gave away cash money. Okay. And um, we used that to, <laughs> yeah, money. I was like, hey, we got to give away some money. Um, and use that to know who's in the building. So I just, hey you know fill this out fill this out what floor you on what issues you have started having those meetings and then eltu and now we're in different east lake buildings um and we're in one public sub housing building it's not under east lake but it's right next to an east lake building mm -hmm. um but it's a senior public housing building and they need a lot of help so they're under us too so we're just Wow. Sounds great. Yeah. Okay, a lot of work. Yeah, give us some, give us some. That's great. Right. Mm -hmm. right. I was able to secure $2,500 and I gave out money to Right, right, right. It was $25 random residents, but then you know, the Lord gave me the vision of 20. You could spread it a little more. Right. And um, that was amazing in the midst of the pandemic because you know, we had food insecurities, you know, people were kind of and shut down, locked mm -hmm. in, and um you know, one couple of people, one lady was literally crying. Right. You know, um, so yeah, so that's, you know, it was always good to help out um, the people. So, okay, well, I kind of got that answer and um, about the, the, um, the union. So, mm -hmm. and um, I'll let Stan go and. Right. So now out. I know in Chicago, um, Kabini Green was, was knocked down and tore down. And, um, right. and now you're saying that um, pretty much public housing has come to an end, it seems like. Uh, is coming to an end. So, can you talk about that? The effect of Kabini Green being torn down on the city of Chicago, and actually, from what you're talking about, you know, at what state is public housing in right now? It just sounds like it's coming to an end in Chicago. In Chicago, right? So, actually, where Kabini Green, um, what was that that area? Um, I mean, there is no right to return. So, mm. I know they they promised residents when they tear down the projects, you can come back. We're gonna rebuild on this land. You guys have the opportunity, the right to return, to come back to where you resided. Unless, I, I don't know if anybody wanna chime in or resonate if you're tuning in. I don't know one person that has had that right to return wow. back to their area. And so even now, um, 
there's land, um, 24th and State, it's, it's a public housing site, I believe it was the, the Ickes, Harold, Harold Ickes. Um, that land, it's just it's a whole plot of land, 24 acres, mm -hmm. and they were supposed to build affordable subsidized housing on that land for those tenants to return. Now they're leasing it to the Chicago Public Schools. Wow. So the city does a very good job of gaslighting and lying, mm -hmm. the, the housing authority as well. Um, they do not want to um, preserve public housing. Um, and specifically when they did tear down the housing, public housing sites, that's kind of how Eastlake popped up. So these old public housing sites or public housing residents, they've, a lot of them have been placed in Eastlake owned buildings. Eastlake is one of the largest, um, property management companies in the city of Chicago, in the Midwest, they operate in the Midwest, the city of Chicago, mm -hmm. they have over a hundred buildings occupied thousands and thousands of units. And so tenants have just been placed under this management, the same exact conditions, the same exact issues that were going on in public housing, the same exact thing. They're still receiving the subsidy. It's just, it's now privatized. Wow. Sounds like wow. I see it wow. to a degree where mm -hmm. we could be. We're not there yet. Right. We're heading on. If we don't stop it yeah. here, we're going we to be there. So they, people need yeah. to pay attention because this, we're on this road ourselves. Uh, right. Obama. Obama, yeah, yeah. <laughs> red and everything else. Unbelievable. Uh, Mike, you got a question? And you want to jump into the chat real quick, too? Because I know I'm no, I was just chiming listening in. Two people um, chiming in. That I want to file some letters in my house without a toilet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Kim, I, I can do that. Yeah. Waiting for NYCHA, I need to speak. No, absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Great. Let's file a letter of complaint. Absolutely. That's anyway. Uh, these managers need to be fired. Correct. And New York City, $72 billion allocated to NYCHA to revamp management. Mm. That's a that's a waste of money. That's right. It, that's what it is, to revamp management. <laughs> that's so, crazy. Right. Right, because revamp them how? Right. right. They need, right. Management need to be trained. That's to have qualifications. Have managerial and supervised, right? Uh, supervised Absolutely. skills like myself. Absolutely. Right? I'm not saying I want, but my point is, you know, you're gonna pay seventy billion dollars. Uh, can you send us a link to that, um, Emily, about that? And when did this take place? Because that's a lot of seventy-two billion is what we need, right? Um, for our repairs, we need eighty, right? Right. So how is that number? <laughs> that, that would be you, insane. Uh, Emily, that would be that insane. Number, right? That would be insane. Billion? That would be insane. Emily, put it in there. Please give us clarification. Please, please. please. If it's an error, that's fine. But if it's accurate, I got a problem with that. Right. <laughs> you know? Wow. Kim over here saying residents should be the managers. Yeah, so, I mean, we yeah. know what's going on in our development. So, you know, and it's, it's you know, it depends. You want to put somebody that has a skill set, like we spoke about I right. think, last week. And you don't want, you don't need the person that lives in their development, management development. Right. Because that'll cause the favoritism. It's, you know, you send them somewhere else, that's a job. Right. But it should be, you know, the residents that are qualified. Let's right. Be, let's be honest. Like, right. You know, so forget. Yeah. Residents are spread out. So you're not development. It's like they're in several different buildings where they're doing public housing. There's it's spread out like that. 
Yes. So the residents, so what we have here, it's literally called scattered sites. So um, there are various buildings throughout the city of Chicago where management companies, mm -hmm. the housing authority is still in some of them. Like in the building I lived with, I was still under the Chicago Housing Authority, but my manager was just uh, Eastlake. So CHA has essentially disseminated the power to these management companies because it's like, listen, we just giving y'all the money. Y'all manage these buildings how y'all want. Wow. We don't really want that responsibility and everything is privatized too. So we don't have access to certain documents or certain certain things that should be public or you know the public input and buy-in because it's privatized so residents are just they're just spread all over the city and east like like i said they're they have a few buildings on the north side saturated on the south and west sides um but all across the city the same exact issue and i know y'all just talked about poor management you know they hire the same type of managers based off right. of what you were just saying um these managers, they they deliberately hire the same type. And right. it's not to manage the building, it's to mismanage and run the building to the ground, if you ask me. Wow. So as an organizer, I know um it must be challenging. You know, I know if you go into a particular development, it's challenging organizing, period. But it must be extremely challenging getting uh, people together that live in different locations. Uh, so can you speak to that organizing work? And I commend you for it because that has to be challenging. <laughs> um it's very challenging um essentially the first thing is always the management and this one building the public housing um building the senior public housing we just actually had a tour with the state senator um mm. this week and the level of disrespect um they really did not want us in there they were even telling him he had to go the state senator the state senator i don't think mm. they believed he was a state senator because one of the managers was like i don't care you know when right. he addressed him you know said who he was and it's just like but me i don't back down um this same building they've called the police on me and when the police came i told them well i'll be back here tomorrow so is this the protocol and nothing happened or anything thank god but it's like, I'm, I'm going to still keep coming back. Like, you know, you're not going to stop this organizing because they use these little scare tactics. Um, but with the residents, a lot of it is fear because they do have these managers that say things that threaten them with letters and they might not be educated on their rights because it's not like they're really being taught. They don't want them to know their rights. So they're scared. They're like a union. No, I don't want to lose my housing because nobody wants to lose their housing. Right. Right. But it's like, no, you have rights. You don't you don't have to live like this. Like and I'm a testament. I'm living in this myself. Like you don't have to live like this. You you can stand up. You have to be your own advocate in these. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. Unfortunately, that's what happens. Right. You know, with with things, you know, you become an activist, an organizer sometimes not that you want to be you forced know, to be before you force into it, you know, impact you directly right. and, or, you know, towards your family or something like that, or it's just a human heart, right. Right. That want to get out there and, um, you know, fight for the rights of others because others are just, you know, we gotta, we gotta be the strong, gotta be there for the, you know, the weakness, you know, to seniors, right. and, you yeah. know, disabled people, different people that really can't get out there and do the work. That's what you know. We we're here for. You know, right. That's our purpose. So, 
Um, that's good to know. I want to segue a little bit because I'm just curious. I know I hear a lot on the news. Um, how is crime out there in Chicago and how is the police and community relations, especially mm. with black and brown communities? Good question. Okay. You're welcome. Okay, so you're specifically asking how the police play a role in our communities? Right. Well, how is how is the relations like you know crime? I asked about crime and then you know the relationship. We hear shot time is rough. That's what they say. Okay. Well, you know, and that's the that's the misconception. Like even where I live now, I live 70, 79th Street. I live over east, which is like they call it Terror Town. It's literally like propaganda. And I say that because like even before I first moved here, I was under the impression, oh, when you walk outside, you're gonna get shot. You know what I mean? Because that's like that's what is put put to, you know, put to the public. That's what the media says. Mm. And it's really not all that bad. I mean, you you of course there is like crime because there are a lot of disenfranchised communities here. Right. And the city has, does a good job of segregating, um, cutting off resources and, and access to certain communities, specifically black and brown. Right. And um there there is crime. Um, but the police relations it's not good, especially mm. with um, you know, BLM protests and mm. Chicago has a very racist history, still does. Mm. And they they're not, they're they don't care about us, especially if you're on housing. I tell people on housing all the time, they definitely don't care about us. So if you calling them thinking they're gonna save you, you know, you having an issue with a landlord or whatever, they're always gonna side with the powers that be. They're never gonna side with us. So um, that that that's kind of how it is here. It's very corrupt. Mm -hmm. It's all over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was gonna. Yeah, gang in blue. Right, 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 right. That's what they say. Right. I come from law enforcement, but I, you know, I seen the good, the bad, and the ugly. So, and I always mm -hmm. spoke truth to power. So. Yeah. So now I know here in New York, um, a lot of the elected officials have sold us out. Uh, the city council has voted for this privatization. Uh, the mayor has voted for this privatization. The governor has voted for this privatization, you know, so they have all sold us out for the, the preservation trust. So what are the politicians saying in, in Chicago? Are they all on board with this privatization? Or is that, is that the situation? Well, we have a few actually uh, progressives that are actually uh, aldermans, that's what they call aldermans here, that are actually want, like we need affordable affordable and supportive housing. We do have a, a very few, but there's a lot of like, especially in my area in the South and West side, there's a lot of old, you know, they've been sitting in there, bourgeoisie black folks that do not care about the poor. Mm. Um, and they have no problem cutting side deals with the developer, the mayor, the same way mm. deals with these developers. And I know now the mayor has this invest in South and West initiative where it's like, oh, we're investing in the South and West side. But to the locals, what we see is gentrification across the board. Mm. It, okay. It's not invest, it's it's gentrification, which is what we kind of attribute to the dissemination of our buildings, the incoming gentrification. So um, the politicians, they're not our saving grace. Like I said, we do have a few that are a blessing because they can get us, help us, you know, assist us, make things easier for us. Um, and hopefully we have a few seats that are coming up 
that are empty, that, you know, new, we want new fresh blood in there that can help us improve or whatever. Um, but the people have got to get organized. I mean, because the, the privatization, they're going to keep pushing for that. Mm-hmm. Right, right. It's so, the same all over, right? Right. Yeah, money might. But no, nah, like, I was going to say, yeah. John Furman said privatization results in worse maintenance. The owners have to pay back the debt, and there's no money left to maintain the bill. Absolutely. You know, for those who, I guess, may be tuning on to the show for the first time, the reason why we are against the trust is um, it's like a real estate deal. Ultimately, right. I want to make it overly simplified, but if they borrow and they assume all this debt, you know, we're talking about people that can't, can't we can't find out where a dollar go, you know, so we're going to actually imagine and believe right. that these people are going to be um, good stewards over this money and do the right thing is, it's too much risk, you know, and then if they don't do the right thing, it's gone. It's like a foreclosure. The bank owns it and, yeah, and we're out, you know, so, you know, we're not for it. And it's and it's terribly dangerous. And then you see what the kind of slumlords that they have, that they choose. He said low income housing tax credit is the only is only to develop affordable housing. It primarily benefits banks and lawyers. We <laughs> right. have to demand the funding for Section 3 public housing to um, housing be increased. It is more cost effective for communities to build their own housing without giving money to the rich. Mm-hmm. Tenants have to demand a greater say in the operation of public, Who was right. that public housing. Who was that again? That's John Furman. That housing is a human right. Absolutely. Rent must be income-based. Right. right. Income-based. That rents. We, right. have, we have to demand the tenants that tenants pay no more than 30% of right. the income and rent. Right. And that's what we pay in public housing. Um, I believe I'm not too sure. I don't want to outspoke speak of it, but I I remember when um as a payroll supervisor when I used to have to fill out the form for the income affidavit. Um, the ones for the Mitchellamas was just it was literally identical, just right. different wording, but it was literally identical. Um, so and I'm not sure if they have to pay thirty percent, but it it might be. Um, but I don't want to speak of it if I don't know for sure. Um, what I wanted to ask you was because, you know, we all remember good times. Good times. Yeah. Anytime. <laughs> right? Still watching so to the game. What was it? Alderman Harris? Alderman Harris, right? yeah, yeah. So we don't have an alderman here, right, in New York. Right, right? We, no. don't have no, we don't have that uh, actual title. Can you speak to people what the alderman, uh, what's their function, if you know offhand? Because yes. I'm trying to see where it fits, like, for us. Because we have a public advocate. Um, it's not like city council, but I, she can describe it. Well, yeah. It sounds a little bit like it. Yes, it, exactly. So the aldermen, even though we got too many, we got 50 aldermen. Okay. Not too many, but they, they are our city councils. So okay. they're, they're, they have their wards, so 50 wards, and they're uh-huh. governing that ward. But they are essentially, you know, when we are having issues in these buildings, they are supposed to step in. Right. And they are supposed to use their, their powers to correct ensure that these that these um landlord or property managers are doing what they're supposed to do and also ensure that the housing authority is doing what they're supposed to do as well um but again we have like a few progressives that are you know stepping up to the plate like a few i mean like on one hand and Mm. the rest of them again they don't care about the poor so um yeah, they're they're supposed to serve like constituent affairs. So if I have a a water leak, mm-hmm. or um you know 
plumbing plumbing issues in general we have 311 which is really useless but um they're supposed to make sure the department of buildings is coming out and finding these buildings making sure that you know the tickets are being fulfilled making sure that again is is the trash being taken out you know what i mean the conditions of the building are kept up but they they could care less wow. in our buildings a small like landlord a small landlord they might enforce it but in these right. buildings that's like new york yeah definitely. right right yeah. they come down on the private landlords but the city because it's a housing authority is no accountability and that's sad yeah it is saying that we have we have council i think it's like 50 it's 50 council seats 50 or 51 uh, i should know but um yeah so that's crazy but um you have any people in your team that's looking to run for office to make a difference because you know that's where it all starts at but one of the things is you know people start out in this realm and they do this organizing and then when they get on that other side they got to stay you know, yeah, organize it. We need people that when they do jump the broom to go over there to be elected official, we need them to remember the fight. Right. You know, Stay and organize it. You know, and, and become corrupt or you right. know, the bribes and everything else that goes with politics. So do you have anybody with your team? And I know we, when we spoke with the, over the phone, you said there's a guy out there from Queens. Um, yes. Um, Levi, shout out Levi, but he's he's actually from Queens, okay. um, New York. He's he's out here. Um, he's not running, but he's right now focusing on law school. He's working, of okay. course, doing stuff with the union, but he is like, he's more like our researcher. Okay. Um, handling certain things like policy because that's like that's his 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 background. Nice. So not the office realm, but we are like now that these seats, these aldermanic seats are are gonna be vacant because mm-hmm. you know the um people sitting there they're they're retiring or whatever. We are like, hey, we need we need some progressives in these seats. So that mm-hmm. definitely is on our caliber. On my team specifically, mm-hmm. um, or the orgs I work with. I, none of us or any of the organizers I know are running, but we are in talks with like other potential candidates who are and where do they see these initiatives and, you know. That's good so we know what's more. needed. Are right. there time limits with all the aldermen? Do you know? Yeah, so the alderman is every four years. Very similar to us. Well, you have right. two years with us, right? But is there term limits? Three to four years, I think. Every but is there, do you know if it's term limits? Like, can they stay there forever? Oh, no, there's no term. Like the one that the fifth ward alderman, she's been there over 15 years. Okay. So mm. yeah, you can you can sit. Okay. We can okay. you can just sit in those seats. So that's something you gotta get a shovel to get some of them people out. Cause some people, career politicians right. don't want to go. Right. Once you look, get in, yeah. Look, you know, look at Gail Brewer went from Manhattan Borough President back into the city council right. seat. Right. Not problem. Right, right. You know, that's career, that's career politician. Right. You know? Well, I'm encourage you to run. Um, I, you know, I think I think you should make you should probably think about it. To me, <laughs> put your head in the ring. You know, I know it's challenging. I ran and and Sandrea ran and um it's really tough, you know. But you know, when you step out, I'm maybe that will encourage others because we do have to be the change we want to see, because they're not gonna change. You know, once you get on in, in them offices, you know, we see what they do. So maybe we gotta be that change ourselves. So I'm encouraging you. <laughs> I see myself, I'm a little like, mm, I'm, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I could fill that position, but I see myself as, you know, I'm going to do the work in, in the out, like 
regardless. Regardless, not political, like, because I feel like when I get in there, I got to act a certain way. I got to do things mm-hmm. a different way. I got to, you know, I, I can get power in different ways. Absolutely. But I definitely will back somebody like, mm-hmm. yo, you got to get in the seat, like, you know, and be out there for you. Yeah. Right, right, yeah, you right. You can endorse as a leader. You can endorse people, you know, not under your um your union, but right. as an entity yourself, you know, you could definitely can endorse people. So that's, you know, and that that brings not just power to you, but to them, right? Because mm-hmm. that brings them potential constituents, right? Which is right. very important. But it's always good to keep the voice out and and you know the demands, the, the demands, the demands are, right? Because it's so needed. So Chicago sounds similar to New York. It sounds like right. It's yeah. very similar. I got family in Crown Heights, so okay. I'm I'm familiar with New York, and it's definitely very similar. Um, there's also this whole thing of like there's a lot of like electeds or people in these places, even with the housing authorities that look like us. Mm. We're expecting them. Oh, finally, we got, a, you know, a black uh, CEO over the housing authority or whatever. She's a woman, whatever. But it's like, they're still going to run it to the ground. We got to get out of that identity politics yeah. realm of who's actually going to put in the work, you know? So the CEO is a black woman? Yes. Wow, that's so disturbing. For, for the, yeah. Right, that's we so had, disturbing. Chair, right, yeah, 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 that's yeah. so disturbing. Yeah, it was a lot of lead, the lead poisoning scandal right. under right. her. She was able to resign. Right. She didn't go to jail. Nobody under her went to jail. She was able to actually resign. And there was like either 150 or 170 something report, 70 page report that I, I believe I had right. sent it to you that the investigations were done, but like, Nothing happened right. about the lead, you know what I'm saying, about the issues with the lead poisoning, but somebody's responsible for that. Right. There should be some oversight. I mean, right. this, this just shows the 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 cloak of immunity that's hovering over um, our elected officials and people that actually um, are working in these high positions. They're literally like untouchable. Right. Right. You know? Right. And, and that is... No, nonsense. This is not the world we live in. Right. You, you understand what I'm saying? Like they gotta really do something bad. I mean, bad is allowing kids to be poisoned with lead and covering it up. That's bad. Right. That's right. Important. Absolutely. You know, they are the real criminals. Of and I'm like, what's the difference? Because they're doing blue collar, but like you said, lead. People are dying. I know a tenant, and she got lung cancer. I, I definitely believe it was due to her living in the condition she was living in. Right. And you know. They, they're committing all these acts. They never see a court of law. They barely get press coverage over what they're doing. And it's like, oh, why is that? And they're mis- abusing taxpayer dollars because they love to throw that around, taxpayer dollars. Mm-hmm. Well, this is where the money is going and, and what is there to show for, you know? Now, what's, what's the, how's the court system? I know here we had the opportunity, I guess, to take uh, residents to court. And um, in many ways, the court system has failed. NYCHA residents, HPD has failed. Nights of residence, uh, they should be going in there and demanding that the work gets done. Uh, in many cases, that doesn't happen. So, when you guys go to court, what happens then? Are you getting support from the from the court system, or not really? It is a battle. Um, and I know earlier you were talking about with your group. I think Justice Watch or Just Fix It, getting a, a team of lawyers. Right. That is something that we're looking at. Um, although we know we got power because you'll be in court for years playing with these people but the courts they're definitely not on our side 
and um it it is a battle like even um we have like it the administrative hearings with the housing authorities so they have like a, a judge or you know someone serving or whatever those hearings are almost never in favor of the tenant it's like wow. siding with the housing authority you know what i mean and it's like all these amounts of evidence mm -hmm. these people are doing you know no heat for years tenants are going without heat for years all these things that's going on and you still have the nerve to chastise tenants to wow. say oh you know you should have done this or it's like they just look they literally are looking down on us mm -hmm. so um but these are things that we're trying to bring aware like use social media really mm -hmm to bring awareness on this is what's going on to our population of people. Have there any, have there been any renovatements um, in any cases that you know of? Um, um, resolved? Not that I know of, but I do know some tenants who are like a, a, a couple that's going through this situation right now. And they're just like, they're like, everything is just corrupt. Like they, you know, um, but other than that, that, that's it. Thank God. That's unfortunate because um, we experienced it. I'm just, and you could jump in after that. Mm -hmm. um, the Homes Eyes Coalition, we formed that um, in 2019 and we sued NYCHA, New York City Housing Authority, on December 13th, Friday the 13th at that. Mm -hmm. um, 2019, we did a HPX and housing parts lawsuit and we're still in court. And even in the you know, midst of the pandemic, virtually meeting, um, but NYCHA never was held in contempt. Uh, we've had inspection after inspection. They've inspected our elevators. It's five buildings, two developments. They inspected our elevators. I can't tell you under the court, you know, under the stipulations. I can't tell you how many times they have inspected our boilers. I can't tell you how many times they've been out to the grounds. I can't tell you how many times. And nothing has been done. Like, you know, in the last, one of the times we went court virtually and the judge was actually going to, not necessarily discontinue the case, but like kind of put it on the back burner in a sense and trying to tell us to work with management. So we do work with the, um, not is under the federal monitorship, the, um, what is it called? Oh my gosh. With, we do the walkthrough, brag, brag, um, compliance. So we do work with the compliance unit. We have a meeting with them every other week. Um, you know, to give some reports. And we've done a few walkthroughs of the ground, but I never forget that last court date when the judge was trying to discontinue, seemed like she was trying to throw the case out, like it's right. done. I had wrote on an envelope and I put up, why is NYCHA not in front of the ca my camera? Why is NYCHA not held in contempt? And that was the only reason she didn't discontinue our case. You know what I'm saying? Uh -oh. I mean, I had to do something like that. And it was so funny because the lawyer on from the law department, from New York City law department, working for NYCHA, actually read what I wrote out loud. Wow. Which was, <laughs> so mm -hmm. it just literally went on record, right? Right. Um, and the judge had to like, you know, so we're we, we doing that work, but, you know, we still, one elevator working, one not working, elevators out. We still have the infestation on the grounds, rats. Um, people still got the leaks, the, the mold, um, asbestos is being discovered. You know, it's just one thing after another. So, and nobody's held accountable. Right. So I understand, like, that's why I asked about a renovatement because I hope when the, our stuff is concluded, they give us something for all these years of something. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, come on, like, 
No, all, all we get is sentenced to be stuck in these conditions forever. Right. Know? So, but I just wanted to share that because I, I, I get it. You know what I'm saying? I know the frustration, but you know, when they when they do go to court, you know, hold a hand, be with them and tell them, you know, keep your court, keep your court dates, keep showing up, you know, cause NYCHA, you know, these public housing authorities, PHAs know how to call you in, take you for non yes. and so forth right. like that, you know, and you can take them to court too. So people need to be, we need to flip it. You know, we need to start taking them to court. Right. You know? well, go ahead, Sam. So I know um, in Queensbridge, we sued Queensbridge. Um, we're going to be suing Ravenswood. Um, so is it is it possible to get these tenants to come together to do a collective lawsuit? That's the first question, I guess. And the second is um, how can we be of help? You know, I guess I would encourage residents in New York or anywhere, if you're having um, issues in your apartment, uh, you could use this platform and actually yes. put put the pictures up, you know, because the pictures speak a lot. They say they speak a lot, a thousand words, you know. So we are encouraging that. So back to the first question: Can you get them to do a collective lawsuit? You think that's possible? That is the the woman who I was saying, the tenant who I knew had passed away from lung cancer. That's one thing. Before she died, God rest her soul, she was like, "We gotta sue Eastlake." That's this. That was her whole mm. thing. But she couldn't find any lawyer to take the case. She was like, "Nobody wants to take it." And I know we've talked about that in the union. We've talked about the legal strategies that we want to. Uh, put together. I know one major slumlord, Pangea, was just taken to court. Um, tenants banded together and sued them for repairs. Uh, that is something we're looking at, but we also know the long call of that. So that's stuff we have to plan out like, hey, we might be in court for some years. If that, how can we speed this up? How can we make this go in our favor? Because we always look at Yes, we know it's against us. The courts, they don't care about us or whatever. But how can we get them? Like, how can we, you know, push them to do what we want? Um, So those are strategies that we've been thinking about, but definitely suing them because what they're doing is heinous and money talks. I mean, that's that's literally all it is. Money money talks. Yeah. Um, So that's it. Answer your I would say, I would say too, to, um, you know, if you speak into residents individually, we have residents that have filed individual HP action, housing parts, lawsuits, and you don't need an attorney, you know, to do something. Right. Like that. You know, you go in and the clerk is going to help you, you know, fill right. out the form and then boom, there go your case and you represent yourself. You Who can represent you better, better than you, you about your conditions? Right. So I, I would just strongly urge um, residents on night on here that live in the city in New York City, if you don't, if you don't have an HP action, uh, class action type suit, do do your individual HP action lawsuit. A lot of residents have done that. Um, besides the collective one, the collective ones seem or appear more powerful because yes, you will have attorney representing you and stuff like that. But can you imagine a senior showing up to court before a judge by herself or with somebody with her, but she has to go before the judge and tell her conditions? Right. You know that that's a whole nother the visual of that right. is enough to make sure this, this resident gets everything done. So that that's always an option, you know, so keep that in mind, um, okay. you know, getting people done, you know, going out like that individually supporting them and going with them to help figure it, you know, fill out the form and stuff and just make their court dates, you know, make your court date and get thrown out. Right. So that's another way to get them. So, you know, you have access to the lawyers and able to do a class action. 
because you with the class action, you're not going to get everybody. Right. You know? um, I mean, we had we had more than Queensbridge, which I had 12 or 13. About 15 filed with us. Okay, 15. Okay, we had 31 or two, and we have five buildings. Queensbridge is the largest uh, development in New York City. So when you think about that, everybody doesn't want to get on board, unfortunately. Right. That's why I want to tell you too. You not don't expect everybody to sign on on the lawsuit or class action. But if you speak to people individually, that'll clog up the court system. Also, can you imagine that? Right. And also, yeah. you know, just fixes not just in New York. So I'm, I'm going to find out if we are in Illinois, um, okay. in Chicago, and if so, and I guess we're going to hopefully eventually be there if we're <laughs> not there already. And then we should maybe be able to help you guys out. You know, in that. And um, I guess even if you. I mean, it's, it's tough. I know, I know there's a lack of lawyers even here in New York. You know, we're having that same issue. There's so much legal issues being that the people need and not enough lawyers to really work with them. You well, know? you also got to remember, too, doing a class action lawsuit for public housing, there's no real money in there. But see, but see, but I think they're privatized, so right. there is money there. No, but Eastlake. one of the things I think the one of the buildings is not still. Well, several. So even under Eastlake, mm -hmm. like the one I was selling you, the couple that's mm -hmm. going through the the rent abatement thing, there that's public housing. Mm -hmm. Their their site, Washington Park Homes, that's that's public housing. Right. So um, Eastlake does manage some public housing sites. That's yeah. so Eastlake is a private. They privatize your these developments, but they also are still also managing public housing. Yep. Wow. Yeah. That's it's like they're broken up in the That's sense. really that's yeah crazy. But, but one of scattered the, sites, scattered yeah. sites. Yeah. What I was saying is like it's really no money in those type of lawsuits. So you're getting probably um, lawyers that's going to do it on pro bono maybe want a name because public housing right. is bad, mm -hmm. you know, and that could be, you know, you could be the next cutler of public housing, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. A known attorney, you know, getting things done, but it's really no money for them unless it's like a lead poisoning case, you know what I'm saying? Something like that, then that's a totally different animal. But if it's for repairs and stuff like that, like we had our council member was paying our attorneys at one time. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if the new council member is doing that as of yet or not. I don't know. But but that was because, you know, he knew the work we was doing mm -hmm. and they can do that for you. So that's another resource. Reach out to your alderman to help um, retain a lawyer as well. You know what I'm saying? That's another um another avenue but it's like i said it's the money for the lawsuit is it's it's different it's a different type of civil lawsuit well you know what I mean? right i'm gonna i'm gonna i'll say this i mean we haven't i mean i'm not gonna speak there's, there's a another organizer who's gonna come on mm -hmm. and uh, so i don't want to speak on his work he's doing tremendous work and i respect his work um but it's in a development that's privatized um, um boulevard houses linden houses these in eastern york and so boulevard we're gonna new, a new, a new right and so we're going to look into the possibility of a lawsuit with them. Mm -hmm. And uh, and now in that case, those fines with just fix become applicable in a sense because you're private, you know, so they get away with it with NYCHA. They say, well, we're public. And so right. these fines don't, they don't, we, they don't count. But when you're a private owner, a private manager, those fines do count, you know? So I think uh, we haven't had a lawsuit yet with one of these privatized uh, developments, but I think that's the way to go. 
as a, to actually see. Now, I don't know if there's money in there or not. I don't know, but I think that- I'm speaking for the lawyer. Right, right. No, 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 yeah, yeah, the lawyer, right, no, the, right. but the tenant, right. they're fines, you know, that these private managers have to abide by. They're fines for that. Like the letters of complaint are actually more effective in a private situation than they are with NYCHA. You know, so being in your situation is private. That's, that's something to, to take a look at. I think a lawsuit can actually get you guys- um, some justice, you know, because now they're really looking at what we're looking at is tenant owned buildings. Okay. We have a few of them here on the north side where tenants were able to, to form a union and literally take over and buy their building. Wow. And that is what awesome. we're looking awesome. at. And actually, our researcher, Levi, pulled up one in um, New York. Yeah. Uh, or New York, y'all used to have a, a, a transfer ownership program or something like the NYC. Mm -hmm. ownership transfer program uh, where tenants were able to, to get their building. So that's what we we're looking at because we don't want to leave. You're not going to displace us because they're just try trying to push us out to the suburbs and out the city. We yeah. want to stay in our buildings, stay in yeah. our neighborhoods, combat the gentrification and stay in our buildings. So we want to take over them. Y'all want to own it. We want to own it. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. very good. Public housing too. The attendant last night said, Public housing is the only permanent housing. Why right. why wouldn't we save public housing? Why why wouldn't we want to save that? Right. True affordable housing too. Right. 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 When life happens, your income will be adjusted once you bring in your documentation. You can't take that to a private landlord. They'll go, so right. This is right. supposed to pay. So right. <laughs> Absolutely. I want my money. So right. right. In court. I'm kicking it out. You That's know? how it goes. Right. Right. Um, Wow. Well, you got your, you know, you got your job cut out for you. So, and you know, no better person to do it, getting it done. Now, that's one question I know here in New York, it's sky high, you know, so that's why we need public housing, you know, because if you're not in that situation, uh, I think the average apartment in New York is like $22,500, which Woo. is insane. So what is the rent situation like in Chicago? Is it similar to what we're dealing with here? Yeah, I mean, even my cousin, I'm like, in Crown Heights, I'm like, listen, how much are y'all paying? Yeah. Like, this is just ridiculous. Right. You know? And new um Chicago is 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 getting on up there. The neighborhood where my building was, where I used to live, the East Lake building, I wanted to stay in that neighborhood. I was wanted with my voucher, wanted, you know, to stay in that neighborhood, use my voucher and whatever. You can't afford anything over there. I have mm. great friends, generations that grew up in that neighborhood, Brownsville, a, a historically black blues district, right. all that in Brownsville. It's turning into Beigeville. Right. They're kicking us all out the city. You know what I mean? So the rent is sky high. And I know there's some people who are championing this, like, oh, you know, we don't need, they say, oh, we don't need any more projects. That's what they say here. Or we don't need housing. And it's like, the pandemic should have showed you guys a lot of y'all market rent people were not paying rent right. and probably still not paying rent. So who does not want income-based, truly affordable housing? Right. Who, who wants to pay, you know, when your job is not certain, your income is not certain, or right. you can't see your family because you're at work all the time. Who wants to pay $2,000, $3,000 for one bedroom? Right, right, right. That's insane. That's what we're dealing with here. And um, all the elected officials are down with it. Uh, most right. of them have been paid off, you know, by the private developers you know, with their elections and their campaigns. So I'm imagining and envisioning the same is happening there where these aldermen are getting paid off. Is that is that is that what's happening? 
we actually have, y'all mentioned Obama earlier, we have the Obama, the presidential center is coming actually to my neighborhood where I live now. And everybody in the, I mean, the real estate developers, the I call them real estate vultures, they're flocking to the neighborhood, mm-hmm. buying up property. The, the real estate agents are advertising this center that has not even touched down yet. Mm. Rent is going up. Yeah. Housing is going up. They're building these little builder homes on these vacant lots. They're going for more half a million dollars. Next wow. To next to maybe a $70,000 house. You know what I mean? Right. So it's happening, the whole neighborhood. Mm-hmm. it's happening before our eyes and they're trying to pull the wool over, you know, Obama. And also it's going to bring jobs. They're not going to bring livable wage jobs. Mm-hmm. And in our neighborhoods, we're not going to be the ones working those jobs. So we will yeah. never be able to afford what y'all are bringing right. in our neighborhood. But they'll so, promise it to you all though. That's that. that well, they do the same crap here, right. right. So Same all thing. they all they've ever said, and the question is, like they'll say jobs. Okay, what jobs? Right. Are you talking landscaping? Are you talking? You know, will the people in this neighborhood be, you know, working in executive positions at the center? What will you be doing? And the answer is no, because right. even who's doing the construction, they're not even minority. They're white-owned construction companies, mm. you know, are doing the construction for the groundbreaking. So it's like, okay, again, you're pulling the wool over the black community. And the politicians, like you said, they, they're they down with it. They're like, hey, we could care less. You know, we want all you, you Negroes got to go. You know? Right, right. That, that's well, what it it's is. It's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. And I'll just say any any politician that not taking any money, y'all welcome to come on the show and tell the public you're not taking that they money. Share. <laughs> they, I did this They said most. They most. That's all y'all. Y'all ain't taking that money. They scared. They scared. Yeah, I'm gonna ask you. Don't you take any money from developers? <laughs> so now that's the thing. Gonna ask you. And here goes a, a big question. So Obama is in from is, is Chicago, Chicago-based um, politician, our former president, um, who actually was behind this rad stuff. You know, if you want to get right. down to it, you get down to it. So how are people responding to Obama in Chicago, especially those who live? in public housing, knowing it, this, 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 this initiative came from him. Honestly, they are kind they're waking up because, mm. you know, for it used to be Obama and really how he's really been able to do all this is through his wife. Cause everybody loves his wife. Mm-hmm. Um, but they are really waking up to actually Obama really screwed our city over. Mm. and especially yeah. living in housing because the first thing they're going to say is that center they're going to mention the center coming they're going to be like an obama center the rent is already going up you know everybody you talk to in the neighborhood they're like the obama center and they also say what is it for what mm. is that doing for our neighborhood right. the rad conversion is the same way yeah. rad is bad that's what we say <laughs> the public right the public housing developments that we're in ella flag uh washington park homes and others like, like, no, rad is bad. The um, and I believe I, I, we haven't confirmed it yet. But Ella Flag, they might. They said that rad came around before the pandemic, offering, you know, flying or whatever about the building. They stopped. Um, but I said they're gonna come back because you're prime real estate, right? And you're a high rise. You got a parking lot. You're in uptown. It's perfect. You're right next to the lake. You know what I mean? This is this is a real estate developer's dream. 
it's so already built up. It's already right. there. Right. It's already right. there. They just right. gotta renovate it. Right. They just have to renovate it and and kick you guys out, which is what they're doing. So that that's why they're not making the repairs, hoping all y'all just move out. Right. But um, yeah, they people are actually waking up because. And that's also why it's hard even with dealing with politicians because people are like, listen, I'm sick of politicians. Mm -hmm. I've been I've been in housing for over 20 years or 30 years, you know, and it's been the same thing. What what makes you different? You elected, you know, that's campaigning, knocking on my door. What makes you different? Right. What you gonna do for me? Right. For me and my right. people. Right. And what about Farrakhan? He's out there and Jesse Jackson. Those are some iconic people. What does Farrakhan have to say? Is he saying anything? I know the group I'm working with, um, the Obama CBA, they're doing the housing protection to make sure people stay in the neighborhood with the Obama Center. And he's actually, his mosque and, you know, all his people are really saturated in our neighborhood, Jackson Park, Over East. Mm -hmm. That's where the mosque is. And um, they know, but that's not on his um radar i told myself i was like you know what i want to do a sit down with him like i want to you know i want to like talk to him like pick his brain about it because i'm like i i don't know if they'll ever touch the mosque like if they'll ever do the gentrification it, it might i don't know but i'm like you know you're a lot of your members are in these neighborhoods renting can't afford it on housing or whatever and it's like you know what what's what do you have to say about this? Like, you need to call this out. What's going on? Um, I'm not sure his stance is on on Obama. I I, if, I I don't know how he is. If y'all can fill me in, but um, it's not something that they really talk about. I know we have um, uh, met with people from the final call. They put some stuff in about the center and what it's bringing, the displacement and stuff like that. But from him himself. Yeah. Okay. Not anything. But that's um that's not good. You know, I mean Farcon's very outspoken. Um right. you know, you know, I'm just a little shocked, you know. And I'm not gonna say no more. I'll leave it there. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> they're, they're gonna be all up on they gonna be out my door. The mother's gonna be out my door. I'm gonna leave it right there. I'm gonna leave it there. I don't no controversy. I'll leave it there. I'll leave it there. But I I would if we could work with you, yeah. Um to, I guess, reach out to the final call. You know, so I, I am curious. And as a public figure with so much influence, he should have something to say. Something and so to Jesse say. Jackson, I believe. And these are iconic people that should okay, be saying something. He right. lives over here, too. I don't say nothing over here. I mean, I don't want the nation to well, not say that's never on me, but. And not in his defense, but when the infill proposal came to us, some of the residents were saying, let's call Reverend Al, let's call Reverend Al. Yeah. I ain't going to throw the person name out, but somebody from Community Voices heard, didn't want them, like, like kind of, they drowned it, they drowned that outcry of the people. So who's to say he might have been in this fight with us in 2015? Maybe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I, I look like why I still, people like that, or Falcon and uh, why they, I mean, I'm just concerned or confused mm -hmm. as to why they're so quiet. When you why know so platform that you can say something, if, if Falcon today said something, that's national news. Right. I'm going to leave it up. No, I, I, I'm not. Okay. Did he, Mike, what did he say? He wasn't going to do Yeah, he just did again. Well, okay. call him out. Okay. Well, yeah, but you know, the, 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 the day, you know. 
Hey, this what this what it is. Maybe he did. Or say something about housing. Let's 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 not say you didn't. Let's do our research. Okay. That's your that's your. That's thing. my okay. So that's so I'm gonna have to come back and report. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna research and see because I mean I'm a supporter. I know Farrakhan says, but I generally support. You know um, right. what the Nation of Islam does, and I know that you know they. I went to the Million Man March. I mean I'm a supporter. You right. know, uh, and I just know that there's even here in New York. That's a question. I'm gonna have to ask some right. of my friends. Like you know, we need help. We like where's the NAACP? I mean, I'm these 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 are questions. Like, where are these big organizations? And they and, solicit for membership, right? Right. And they're not in this fight. And we out here fighting for uh, on our own, you know. So, well, we're just where they at in the fight. That's the thing. And you know what? That's on us too, because if we saying what we want, right? As people, or we want these people present, we have to go to them, right? right? So even with the NAACP. They have meetings, show up to one of their meetings. I think I'm going to need to do that. And bring up the issue right. to help. Maybe they can get on the back and, and join us. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, because, you know, one thing, if people don't know you suffering, they know, but they don't know. Right. But when you see the faces of the people. Right. You got to act. Right. So. Well, like I, I'm going like, to take that surprise. Go ahead. Go ahead. At least using your platform because Reverend Jesse Jackson, he lives over here in my neighborhood too. So they all know about the displacement. Like I said, they're, you know, we all know how palms get greased behind doors. So we're not expecting them, but that is something I would like to, I would, that has been a thought of sitting down with the minister. Like, what do you think about this? Like, where is your stance? Because your people are being displaced. Right. As well as what's going on in these buildings is just heinous and it's it's nationwide. And that's right. people don't understand. It's not one city, Chicago, mm -hmm. New York. It's all over the nation where this yep. is happening. Right. You know? Right. So right. 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 Yeah, it is. And so I already soup. In a fraternity suit. I'm a daughter I'm out there as well. I'm on a roll. Yeah, I'm on a roll. He's <laughs> on a roll, y'all. Stan is on a roll. Stan is on a roll. Yeah, but you know, but he's gonna be able to leave the building. Will you stop over <laughs> No, because we need help. We need resources. Oh, we need, need help. We need help. He got the Windy City backing him. So, he so I feel powerful now. <laughs> I feel powerful now. I got New York and we reach Chicago behind it. It is windy today. How about that? Hey, yeah. But we about to shut down. Um, any final words from you? Um, you could throw out your social media handles, as I told you, you know, let people yeah. know. Um, yeah, so I'm at Showtime Shauna on everything, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Um, and just tenants who are in the struggle, just know you're not alone. Um, you can reach out, uh, East Lake Tenants Union. We also are on everything, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We try to make all this stuff go viral. We try to be on the, the national news because this is a national emergency. Absolutely. What's going on in housing. Um, but you're not alone and keep fighting. It's unfortunate, but nine times out of ten, you look like me or you know, Hispanic or whatever. We have to fight every single day. It, it's sad, but this is what we have to do. And we have to fight for housing. Rent is going up, inflation, everything is going up. We have got to fight to keep our housing and our stability. So join in. Thank you guys. One night, and keep right. up the good work. You guys Thank are doing you. a lot. And I know some days it's like, why am I doing this? Why Why did God or the higher power put me in this position? But it's like, you're here for a reason. Right. And you're Absolutely. definitely hope to other people. So so definitely keep it going. I have a love, my, me personally, I have a love to serve. So I, you know, I just get up and I do it. I don't even, you know, a thanks, Ms. Yeah. Right. 
Thank you, dear. Stan? Well, I just, um, I want to thank you for your work. Um, I think all the work that we're all doing is God's work in a sense, you know. Right. You know they ain't going to get rich doing this. Um, and you're going to have a lot of frustration. And some days you can get something done for a resident. Some days you can't. Right. You know, and all the frustration and pain that we hear. So I just commend you. And I commend any organizer in this fight because it's tough. Yeah. And if you're not really tough-skinned, you know, this fight will gobble you up. You know, right. so I just, I just really appreciate your work and everyone who does this work from Seeker, Save Section 9, um, Residents Reserve Public House, whoever, all the organizations. Homes Eyes is Coalition. Um, and this, this is not easy work. One night, you have One night, you're right, right. You know, so, right. Big shout out to everyone that does this work. Well, uh-uh. like Soon. I always say, right? Everybody should just like, share, subscribe to our YouTube page, One Night Your TV. That's O N E Night Your TV. You can email us at O N E Night Your TV at gmail.com. And John, on YouTube, share, subscribe, the or pages, all of them. And um, oh yes, and people, can y'all please put whatever chat y'all had in the link? I mean, whatever links y'all had in the chat, so everybody else can click and look on them. That's what John Furman want. You want everybody to put their links in the chat. Thank but, you for joining us, John. Yeah. Yes, but once again, please subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Okay. And Before I jump right. to close, how did are you still? Is the vote still on? Are you people still vote for you? Oh no, no, no! People ain't voting for me no more. It's done. No, I ain't, I ain't get enough votes. I ain't get enough votes. That's what I mean. You I was supposed to be. I was supposed to be in tenth place by the twenty ninth, and I was in thirteenth. You was in 13th place? Yeah. I was close. Then I needed to be in 10th place before the 29th, and then I would have seen what would have been the next place. Then you would have been in the next round or something. Next oh, round. Yeah, the next round. Oh. Oh. All right. But I ain't getting no people vote for me. Oh, well, I, I had to ask because, you know, we talked about it. See, I, I know. Well, one day, Sandra voted for me. Oh, I seen it. Oh, he, I, I got to get on the you should have been all, all, see, next time you do it, I'll manage that for you. I'll help you. I'll, I'll get you. Yeah. I'll get you. You got to be like a pit bull. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, so for joining, we will be in touch. Uh, continue the great work. Uh, we support you. We stand with you. And I know you stand with us. Um, one night, you're one people. We one night, you're one, one people. Night, people. Okay. Bye.